We're going to be in the book of Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18 through 20. We were in the same passage last week. And just to forewarn you, we're going to be in this uh, piece of Ephesians chapter 6 for probably the next handful of weeks. We're going to be pulling out some gold that I feel like Paul has for us, the author of this book, as we walk through praying And specifically, uh, the last couple weeks, we were talking about just the simple definition of what prayer is. We said prayer is nothing more than a personal dialogue between a personal God and his people. Last week, we talked about that we need to be praying in the spirit, that it's not just a a Hail Mary to the stars or to uh, uh, some sort of gem that hangs around our neck or to another spirit, but we're praying to a living God, and there's only one true living creator. And when we pray in the spirit, we're able to to, uh, we're able to surrender ourselves and be surrounded. And that's a requirement of us when we pray in the spirit that God's saying, you need to surrender everything that you have, everything that I am, that I'm going to surrender to you, God, as I pray in the spirit. Let's read Ephesians chapter six. I'm going to start actually in verse 17. If you're just jumping in with us this week, I just want to tell you to, to get context if you'd like. You can always jump back on our YouTube page and you can watch maybe a handful of messages coming up to this one. You will be just fine though if you're joining us today for the first time. It will make sense still to you. So Paul writes this book to the, to the people of Ephesus, to the Ephesians. And this guy Paul who wrote most of what we read Today is the New Testament. It's the back part of this Bible, the best-selling book in history. And he's writing to us and he's telling us, hey, you're, you're engaged in a spiritual battle, a spiritual war. And so you're, you're, if you're in a battle, if you're in a war, you're a soldier. If you're a soldier, you need armor. So he's telling us this armor. And at the very back end of this, he says, take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And he doesn't stop him. He moves right into the next verse. He says, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests with this in mind. Be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Then he, he gets a little bit more personal. He says, pray also for me. That whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly or boldly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains and pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. The statement that I'm about to make, I'm going to give some clarification to. But if last week I talked about the requirement of praying in the spirit is surrender, today I'm going to tell you your ROI or the return on this investment that you make of surrendering yourself to God. And we said, if you're praying in the spirit, you're not, you're not praying necessarily even your desires and the, the things that you want would come to fruition, but actually we're saying, God, we're coming alongside and we're partnering with you. This idea that praying in the spirit is partnering in prayer with God, with the Holy Spirit. And so we're saying, God, we want to know what you'd like to do. So what is it you want to do in my life here? This morning, what do you want to do in my life? Today at work, what do you want to do in my life? And praying in partnership with the Spirit, if the request or, or, or the requirement is that I surrender, the ROI, the return on that, is that by praying in partnership with the Spirit, it produces stability in my life. Stability in my life. Let me define this word stable, because I don't want there to be a misunderstanding because what you think of stability might be different than the next person and what you've seen in your life as stable may not be 
in actuality, stability. This word stable is not likely to give way or overturn, to be firmly fixed. Let me say that again. This word stable is to not likely to give way or overturn, to be knocked over, but to be firmly fixed. Here's some words that are synonyms that are like that you could replace this word stable with, to be firm, solid, steady, secure, fixed, strong, stout, sturdy, safe, moored, anchored, immovable, well-built. I know that there was a time in my own life when I was not stable. I wasn't praying in the spirit. I shared a story last week at the end of the message that I gave about my own personal account for the first time that I really felt like I surrendered. I began to pray in the spirit and I surrendered my life to God. I wasn't throwing up, like I said, that Hail Mary prayer, but I remember while I was, when I, before I, I really surrendered my life to God, there was these prayers that I would make. And it was very interesting. I would, I would kind of throw this prayer at God, like, God, would you just fix the things around me? Would you just fix, you know, the, the anxiety or the depression that I was feeling? Can you fix my addiction to alcohol? Can you, can you fix, you know, my anger? Can you fix? And perhaps today there's things in your life that you would like God to fix. But what was happening in my life was is I wasn't praying in partnership with the Spirit. I, 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 was, I was actually making these prayers, but publicly I was living my life as if I had no reliance and I had no trust and I had no faith. I had no belief in these prayers that I was saying. And I, in, in turn, was leaving, living an extremely unstable life. And maybe you can relate to this, but one area of my life was unstable and it was a bit like a three-legged chair. It's like, if this one area is unstable, it doesn't really give much confidence and it's not a firm foundation. You wouldn't want to place your full weight on this chair. And if you try to, everything comes crumbling down. And what was happening was this one area of my life was unstable, which created instability over here. And then I was unstable in this part of my life. And I found myself just in this chaos. I found myself in this mess. But the problem was is that I, I wasn't praying in the spirit. I was, I was praying, but I was publicly professing something different. The way that I was acting and what I was saying publicly. James 1.6 addresses this. He says, but when you ask or pray. See, I was asking. Maybe you've been asking. Listen to what James says. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. And that person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. I'm going to say that again. Such a person, the way I was living, I was double-minded. Stretched between these two pictures of God being the one I needed to rely on and asking and partnering with him and partnering with my own strength. And Doubt set in and I began to doubt, God, do you really have the ability? And I was doubting myself, God, I don't know that I have the ability and I felt like there was something out there. And maybe today, the current circumstances and the climate of where we're at, August of 2020, what a wild year. No one could have written the script for where we're at. 
And I can guarantee you that there's a lot of us that are probably listening, and I own my own heart as I prepared this message. God was facing, really, this one question in front of me, and it was, Pat, what parts of your life are you still double-minded? What parts of your life are you feeling that instability? What, what parts of your being are unstable? And I've been there. And today I can tell you that some of you are experiencing the same thing. And what happens is, is some or all of what you believe, like James is saying, some or all of what you believe right now because of circumstances, because of what's going on around us, because of what's happening in your home, what's happening in your, there's so many situations some or all of what you believe is being tossed and blown by the waves and the wind of an unstable world. Can we all agree we live in an unstable world? So I love this because God says, would you surrender to me in praying in the spirit? And here's in return what you're going to get. You're going to get stability in your life. So praying in the spirit produces stability by, we're talking about two things very quickly today. Praying in the Spirit produces stability by, number one, inviting an unshakable kingdom to invade a shaken world. Number one, when we pray in the Spirit, we partner with the Holy Spirit, we partner with God wants to do it, produces stability by, number one, inviting an unshakable kingdom to invade a shaken world. Hebrews 12, 28 says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom, this is important, this is really important stuff. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. I'm, I'm, I'm going to repeat this because this is foundational. You want stability. I'm telling you, if you want stability in your life, if things are shaking around you and it's affecting you, I've been there. You know, it still happens because we're human. But if you're, if you're sitting in the midst of that tension right now and that struggle, this is important. Kingdom cannot be shaken. The kingdom of God cannot be shaken. In fact, kingdom systems are stable and world systems are not. And what happens is, is when I'm not praying in the spirit, I'm super focused on world systems. I'm, su I'm super focused on, do, do you know, if we just elect the right president, you know, he'll lead us with the right system. And it'll give us stability. And in part, you know, our country will have stability, but then I will have stability. If, 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 I, if we can just, you know, if we, if we can just achieve the right balance of power in our communities, the world system that we can create will, will give me stability. And the problem with that is, is that every single system the world has to offer at some point will fail you. Because you, like me, walking in human terms, you, like me, are not perfect and I'm not perfect. And guess what? World systems were designed and strategized by you. By, 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 by who? Humans. 
So that means I'm creating as best I can. I'm actually creating an imperfect system that at some point will fail because it's being run by humans. And that doesn't make you bad. It doesn't make me bad. It just makes us real. That's what defines us in our humanity. That the kingdom of this world is broken. It's been completely shaken. And what God is promising us in this right here is that if we pray in the spirit and partner with him, we can say, God, would your unshakable kingdom invade the things in my life right now that are being shaken and rattled? Would you bring an unshakable kingdom into my circumstances that I'm feeling broken and disrupted? And we begin to partner with what it is that he wants to do as he brings his unshakable systems, his unshakable love, his unshakable character into a broken state. Heck, if the last year hasn't taught us anything, it's taught me this one thing. This world is shaken. This world has deficiencies that we cannot ignore and we can't fix. We can't strategize out of it. In fact, I will tell you, there is no other answer but for me to say, God, let your unshakable kingdom come and invade this shaken world. I love Jesus because Jesus gives us this. I used this scripture two weeks ago. I used it last week. I'm going to use it again because it's, I think it's so important for us. You, we should like memorize this, not because of what Jesus says, but because of how he's telling us to posture our heart. In Matthew 6, Jesus essentially tells us you can pray kingdom stability into an unstable world. Jesus is telling us this is exactly how you can pray kingdom stability into an unstable world. Kingdom stability into an unstable circumstance. Matthew 6, 9 says, this then is how you should pray. And Jesus goes on and he's teaching his disciples, says, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, that your name actually supersedes, sits high above, cast shadow and shade on all other names. And then he says these important words, your kingdom come. Let me, let me say it this way. Your unshakable, unbeaten, your firm, immovable kingdom, would it come? And would your will, would your desire and pleasure be made known in the destruction and the perversion of a shaken world? So praying in the spirit brings stability from this unshakable kingdom. It infuses it into the instability of this shaken world. And if you're like me, maybe you ask the question, well, gosh, you know, while I'm praying this, God, bring your unshakable kingdom into the shaken world. I still have to stand in the midst of everything that's going on. And, 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 and my second point to you is God just doesn't say, hey, pray this prayer and then, hey, good luck while you wait. Good luck while the, while the hurricane blows across your land. Number two, Praying in the Spirit provides stability by supplying you strength for the storm. 
I love this, that God has this promise that he'll never leave us or forsake us. That as we're praying for this unshakable kingdom to invade a shaken world, he says, I'm going to also supply you the strength to stand in the storm. Now, I have to tell you something. You may not have figured this out, or maybe you did already, but this is really important. When you hear the word, I'm unstable, or you hear the word stability, and I say, God, if you just pray in the Spirit, God's going to give you stability. What I am not saying is God is going to remove every struggle from your life. In fact, stability is not a life without struggle, but stability is a life with the strength to stand in the midst of struggle. There would be, okay, let me, let me explain it this way. There would be no need for stability if your weight wasn't going to bear, if your life wasn't going to bear the weight of struggle and circumstances. There would be no need to be firmly planted if the wind and the waves and the circumstances and finances and sickness and relational issues and emotional tension was not going to come at you. Remember, we are not engaged in a battle of physicality, but a battle of spirituality. And God says, you need stability. This is why you need to pray in the Spirit. That my unshakable kingdom would come into a shaken world because you need to be able to understand that you are going to take storms straight on the head sometimes. And that is, the, that is why we need stability. Jesus in his life. I love this picture. He, Jesus... The one amazing thing is, here's God. God sends his son, Jesus. Jesus is our savior. So if you've never heard this story before, there is your creator, the father of all creation. He sends his son, Jesus Christ, to die, to reconcile this, this shaken world, to, recon, to reconcile what's broken and what's been disrupted and what's been disturbed and what's been perverted and the sickness. We, and he says, I want my son to be the one to step in into the middle of that to bring stability. And as Jesus does, he also, at the exact same time, he gives us a narrative by looking into his life to be able to say, there's Jesus. He's walking as man, as I do. He's feeling the weight that I feel. He's experiencing the pain that I'm going to experience in life. There's nothing that you're going to experience that Jesus Christ didn't experience. It was his response to the experience that changes things. So here we have Jesus. It's just before he's taken away to be put to death and he knows that he's going to be murdered. Can you imagine for one second how much instability in your emotions and in, in your mental uh, strength and your mental health and what would be happening to your body physically if you knew that the day was coming closer moment by moment that you were going to be murdered, that you could see this happening Jesus, he gets with his disciples, says in verse 36 of Matthew 26, then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane. It was a garden. Yeah. I, I'm going to stop for a second. I feel like this is a word just of encouragement for somebody. You feel like you keep ending up back in the same spot. This is important. Because what was broken in the Garden of Eden 
God is giving us a clear picture in the Garden of Gethsemane. God sometimes wants to take us back to the place of brokenness so that we can overcome the thing that has come against us so that we can stand in victory over it. And you're asking yourself, why, why, God, why do you keep taking me back to this place? And God's, it's not insanity. God's saying, because until you get victory over this thing, you're never going to walk in freedom. You're going to walk in an unstable manner. And Jesus, here he is. What was, what was destroyed in the Garden of Eden when sin first occurred, Jesus is about to speak over in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he says to his disciples, he goes, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and two sons of Zebedee along with him and began to, check this out, Jesus, 100% God, <laughs> says he began to be what? Sorrowful and troubled. That word troubled, that word troubled is great distress or anguish, depressed. Then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. The issue is not whether or not you're feeling something. The issue is whether or not you are going to answer to those feelings with prayer, with going to God, or if you're going to answer those feelings by bowing to them. In Jesus' response to these feelings he's having, he says, Stay here and keep watch with me. And going a little further, what did Jesus do? It says he fell with his face to the ground and he did what? He prayed. It's probably one of the most important prayers, in my opinion, that I've ever read in scripture. It says, my father, if it is all possible, may this cup be taken from me. May this cup. May this cup that is full of sorrow and depression and anxiety and instability, would it, if, if it all possible, could it pass? I believe that Jesus Christ in that very moment was feeling the weight of his coming death, but equally he was feeling the weight of the anxiety and depression and the heaviness of humanity. That you and I drink from this cup of humanity every single day if we choose. We can drink from this cup of humanity that's full of these things, or we can drink from this cup of community and relationship with God called communion. And God's calling us to this place that Jesus is showing us. And he says, yet not as I will, but as you will. What was Jesus doing? Jesus was, this is fascinating, you know, you can bring kingdom stability into your own personal feelings and at the same time bring kingdom stability into the bigger picture. Jesus was praying kingdom stability, your kingdom come, your will be done, not mine. That's what Jesus is saying. He's modeling the very way that he told the disciples how to pray. He's modeling it in real life with real practical example. And he's saying, God, would your kingdom stability come into the things that are shaking in me? 
And beyond that, would your unshakable kingdom come and bring stability to a broken world and allow me to keep pressing forward, to keep running a race, to keep moving on toward the very thing that you called me to do, and that's to go to the cross. And on the cross is where peace comes. On the cross is where the stability was brought. But it took Jesus staying surrendered and partnering with the Spirit. And Jesus, can you imagine a Jesus unstable? Can you imagine a Jesus who gets to that moment and he goes, God, would you let this cup you know, pass for me and I just don't know what to do. And he, just, he gets all in his feelings. He's like, I think I'm going to take on the van life for about a year. I'm just going to go on a walkabout. I need to drive down to South America and really get to know myself and get in touch with myself because it's all about how I feel. And if I feel good, then we're doing good. I'm going to tell you something, family. You do not want your feelings to be your leader because they change. I want you to make Jesus Christ your leader because he never, ever changes. And when Jesus prays this kingdom stability into the instability that he's looking at, he gives us the ability to look and say, you know what? When, an, when a shaken situation comes at me, I'm going to pray an unshakable kingdom into the middle of this mess. And God, you've given me the strength to stand right here in the midst of what's surrounding me. And I'm going to maintain this surrendered heart that we talked about last week. I'm going to maintain this surrendered heart and I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to stand firmly on your promises. Now I asked you earlier, perhaps or where are you seeing instability in your life? Are your feelings running the show? And Jesus said, I, I'm not going to get in my feelings. I'm actually going to jump into my faith. And I'm praying kingdom, unshakable firm foundation. I'm praying it for myself. This is what Jesus is saying. I'm praying it for all of humanity. And he's given you and I the ability to have peace as stability comes. Yeah. If you're struggling right now with anything, when I ask, where are you experiencing instability? If you're struggling right now with instability, I want you to do this. We want to practically come alongside of you. If you could text the word stability to 94090, we have a team that's going to reach out to you to come alongside to pray with you, not counsel you. Because the lesson here is we need to pray in the Spirit. And so we're going we're gonna to come alongside with you and we're going to pray in the Spirit. We're going to partner. We're going to say, Holy Spirit, God, what are you doing in the situation? How do we need to get out of our feelings and jump into our faith and pray an unshakable kingdom into this shaken situation? Now, as I pray, I'm going to close my eyes. If you feel comfortable doing so, you can do so.
Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus. I pray to you, Father, in the name of Jesus, empowered by the Holy Spirit, to stand firm on this word. To stand firm on this word. This is my prayer. Now focus for a second. Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious or troubled about anything. That's a command. Don't be. But in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And what is the promise attached to you standing on the word of God? Father, I'm coming to you in the name of Jesus, empowered by your Holy Spirit. We're praying in the Spirit now. I'm coming alongside you now. We're praying in partnership with the Holy Spirit right now. We're going to stand on the word of God. We're not going to stand on Pastor Pat's word. We're not going to stand on the politician's word. We're not going to stand on the city official's word. We're not going to stand on your friend's word. We're not going to stand on the word of CNN or MSNBC or Fox. News. We're not going to stand on the word of any other person. We're going to stand on the word of God. And this is the promise attached to the command. Don't be anxious for anything. Why? Because if you pray, partnered with the Spirit, the peace of God, which transcends your understanding, you won't get it. I'm telling you in my life, I don't either. How we can stand in the midst of the craziest circumstances and be unshakable. Because we're praying in partnership with the Holy Spirit. So Father, I just pray release right now. Release right now. Just a release of peace right now. A a release of stability as we pray to you with the authority given in your Son's name empowered by the Spirit of God. I just pray release right now. Thank you, Jesus. We stand on your word. We stand on your promises that you bring peace that you being peace that understands, that, that transcends all of my ability to understand. And that it's a guard for my heart and my mind. In the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you. We thank you, Jesus. And in your name we say, amen and amen. Family, thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you. And we look forward to seeing you soon in person. We love you. If you need anything, stability to the number 94090. We'll see you next week.